Section 19 of Drake by Alfred Noyes. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Cynthia Moyer. Book 12, Part 2. While the sun sank through long crimson fringes on that eve, the fleets were passing Calais, and the wind blew fair behind them. A strange impulse seized Spain to shake off those bloodhounds from her trail, and suddenly the whole invincible fleet anchored in hope the following wind would bear the ships of England past and carry them down to leeward. But their grim, insistent watch was ready, and though their van had well-nigh crashed into the rear of Spain in the golden dusk, they, too, a cannon-shot away, at once anchored to windward still. Quietly heaved the golden sea in that tremendous hour, fraught with the fate of Europe and mankind, as yet once more the flag of council flew, and Hawkins, Howard, Frobisher, and Drake gathered together upon the little revenge, while like a triumphing fire the news was borne to Spain already that the invincible fleet had reached its end, ay, and that great black dog, Sir Francis Drake, was writhing now in chains beneath the torturer's hands. High on his poop he stood, a granite rock above the throng of captains, there amid the breaking waves of clashing thought and swift opinion, silent, gazing where now the cool fresh wind blew steadily up the terrible North Sea, which rolled under the clouds into a gloom unfathomable. Once only his lips moved, half-consciously breathing those mighty words, The clouds his chariot. Then suddenly he turned and looked upon the little flock of ships that followed on the fleet of England, sloops, helpless in fight. These, manned by the brave zeal of many a noble house, from hour to hour, had plunged out from the coast to join his flag. Better if they had brought us powder and food than sought to join us thus, he had growled. But now, Lord God, he cried aloud, they'll light our road to victory yet. And in great sweeping strokes, once more he drew his mighty battle plan before the captains. In the thickening gloom, they stared at his grim face as at a man risen from hell, with all the powers of hell at his command, a face tempered like steel in the everlasting furnaces, a rock of adamant, while with a voice that blent with the ebb and flow of the everlasting sea he spake, and at the low, deep, menacing words, monotonous with the unconquerable passion and level strength of his great soul, they shuddered, for the man seemed 
more than man and from his iron lips resounded doom as from the lips of cannon doom to spain inevitable unconquerable doom and through that mighty host of spain there crept cold winds of fear as to the darkening sky once more from lips of kneeling thousands swept the vespers of an empire one vast cry salve regina god what wild reply hissed from the clouds in that dark hour of dreams ave maria those about to die salute thee see what ghostly pageant streams above them what thin hands point down like pale moonbeams thick as the ghosts that dante saw in hell whirled on the blast through boundless leagues of pain thick thick as wind-blown leaves innumerable in the inquisition's yellow robes her slain and tortured thousands dense as the red rain that well-nigh quenched her fires went hissing by with twisted shapes raw from the racks of spain salve regina rushing through the sky and pale hands pointing down and lips that mocked her cry ten thousand times ten thousand what are these that are arrayed in yellow robes and sweep between your prayers and god like phantom seas prophesying over your masts could rome not keep the keys who loosed these dead to break your sleep salve regina cry yea cry aloud ave maria ye have sown shall ye not reap salve regina christ what fiery cloud suddenly rolls to windward high o'er mast and shroud our hell gates burst at last for the black deep to windward burns with streaming crimson fires over the wild strange waves they shudder and creep nearer strange smoke-wreathed masts and spars red spires and blazing hulks vast roaring blood-red pyres fierce as the flames ye fed with flesh of men amid the imperial pomp and chanting choirs of alva from eldrake's red hand again sweep the wild fire-ships down upon the fleet of spain onward before the freshening wind they come full fraught with all the terrors all the bale that flamed so long for the delight of rome the shrieking fires that struck the sunlight pale the avenging fires at last now what avail your thousand ranks of cannon swift cut free cut your scorched cables cry reel backward quail crash your huge huddled ranks together flee behind you roars the fire before the dark north sea dawn everlasting and omnipotent dawn rolled in crimson o'er the spar-strewn waves as the last 
trumpet shall in thunder roll o'er heaven and earth and ocean far away the ships of spain great ragged piles of gloom and shaggy splendour leaning to the north like sun-shot clouds confused or rent apart in scattered squadrons furiously plunged burying their mighty prows i the broad grey rush of smoking billowy hills or heaving high their giant bowsprits to the wandering heavens labouring in vain to return struggling to lock their far-flung ranks anew but drifting still to leeward driven by the ever-increasing storm straight for the dark north sea hard by there lurched one gorgeous galleon on the ravening shoals feeding the white maw of the famished waves with gold and purple webs from kingly looms and spilth of world-wide empires howard still planning to pluck the armada plume by plume swooped down upon that prey and swiftly engaged her desperate guns while drake our ocean king knowing the full worth of that doom-fraught hour glanced neither to the left nor right but stood high on his poop with calm implacable face gazing as into eternity and steered the crowded glory of his dawn-flushed sails in superb onset straight for the great fleet invincible and after him the main of england's fleet knowing its captain now followed and with them rushed from sky to sky one glittering charge of wrath the storm's white waves the twenty thousand foaming chariots of god none but the everlasting voice of him who fought at salamis might sing the fight of that dread sabbath not mankind waged it alone war raged in heaven that day where michael and his angels drave once more the hosts of darkness ruining down the abyss of chaos light against darkness liberty against all dark old despotism unsheathed the sword in that great hour behind the strife of men embattled deeps beyond all thought moved in their awful panoply as move silent invisible swift under the clash of waves and flash of foam huge ocean glooms and vast reserves of inappellable power the bowsprits ranked on either forefront seemed but spearheads of those dread antagonists invisible the shuddering sails of spain dusk with the shadow of death the sunward sails of england full fraught with the breath of god onward the ships of england and god's waves triumphantly charged glittering companions and poured their thunders on the extreme right of spain whose giant galleons as they lurched heavily to the roughening sea and wind 
with all their grinding wrenching cannon worked on rolling platforms by the helpless hands of twenty thousand soldiers without skill in stormy seas rent the indifferent sky or tore the black troughs of the swirling deep in vain while volley on volley of flame and iron burst through their four-foot beams fierce raking blasts from ships that came and went on wings of the wind all round their mangled bulk scarce a pike's thrust away sweeping their decks from stem to stern between the rush and roar of the great green waves with crimson death rending their timbered towns and populous floating streets into wild squares of slaughter and devastation driving them down huddled on their own centre cities of shame and havoc in fiery forests of tangled wrath with hurricanes of huge masts and swarming spars and multitudinous decks that heaved and sank like earthquake-smitten palaces when doom comes with one stride across the pomp of kings all round them shouted the everlasting sea burst in white thunders on the streaming poops and blinded fifty thousand eyes with spray once as a gorgeous galleon drenched with blood began to founder and settle a british captain called from his bulwarks bidding her fierce crew surrender and come aboard straight through the heart a hundred muskets answered that appeal sink or destroy the deadly signal flew from mast to mast of england once twice thrice a huge sea-castle heaved her haggled bulk heavenward and with a cry that rent the heavens from all her crowded decks and one deep roar as of a cloven world or the dark surge of chaos yawning sank the swirling slopes of the sweeping billowy hills for a moment swarmed with struggling insect men sprinkling the foam with tossing arms then the indifferent sea rolled its grey smoking waves across the place where they had been here a great galleas poured red rivers through her scuppers and torn flanks and there a galleon wrapped in creeping fire suddenly like a vast volcano split asunder and o'er the vomiting sulphurous clouds and spouting spread of crimson flying spars and heads torn from their trunks and scattered limbs leapt hideous gouts of death against the glare hardly the thrust of a pike away the ships of england flashed and swerved till in one mass of thunder-blasted splendour and shuddering gloom those gorgeous floating citadels huddled and shrank their towers and all the glory of dawn 
that rolled and burned along the tempest of their banners withered as on a murderer's face the light withers before the accuser all their proud castles and towers and heaven-wide clouds of sail shrank to a darkening horror like the heart of evil plucked from midnight's fiercest gloom with all its curses quivering and alive a horror of wild masts and tangled spars like some great kraken with a thousand arms torn from the filthiest cavern of the deep writhing and spewing forth its venomous fumes on every side sink or destroy all day the deadly signal flew and ever the sea swelled higher and the flashes of the foam broadened and leapt and spread as a wild white fire that flourishes with the wind and ever the storm drave the grim battle onward to the wild menace of the dark north sea at set of sun even as below the sea-line the broad disk sank like a red-hot cannon-ball through scurf of seething molten lead the santa maria uttering one cry that split the heart of heaven went down with all hands roaring into the dark hardly five rounds of shot were left to drake gun after gun fell silent as the night deepened yet we must follow them to the north he cried or they'll return yet to shake hands with parma come we'll put a brag upon it and hunt them onward as we lacked for naught so when across the swinging smoking seas grey and splendid and terrible broke the day once more the flying invincible fleet beheld upon their weather beam and dogging them like their own shadow the dark ships of drake unswerving and implacable ever the wind and sea increased till now the heaving deep swelled all around them into sulky hills and rolling mountains whose majestic crests like wild white flames far blown and savagely flickering swept through the clouds and on their vanishing slopes past the pursuing fleet began to swirl scores of horses and mules drowning or drowned cast overboard to lighten the wild flight of spain and save her water-casks a trail telling of utmost fear and ever the storm soared louder across the leagues of rioting sea driving her onward like a mighty stag chased by the wolves off the dark firth of forth at last drake signalled and lay head to wind watching the chariots of god are twenty thousand he muttered as for a moment close at hand caught in some league-wide whirlpool of the sea the mighty galleons crowded and towered and plunged above him on the huge o'erhanging billows as if to crash down on his decks the next a mile of ravening sea had swept between 
each of those wind-whipped straws, and they were gone, with all their tiny, shriveling scrolls of sail, through roaring deserts of embattled death, where, like a hundred thousand chariots charged with lightnings and with thunders, the great deep hurled them away to the north, from sky to sky, one blanching, bursting storm of infinite seas followed them, broad white cataracts, hills that grasped with struggling titan hands at reeling heavens, and roared their doom-fraught greetings from Cape Wrath round to the bloody foreland. There should the yeast of foam receive the purple of many kings, and the grim gulfs devour the blood-bought gold of Aztecs and of Incas, and the reefs, league after league, bristle with mangled spars, and all along their coasts the murderous cairns of Catholic Ireland strip the gorgeous silks and chains, and jewel-encrusted crucifixes from thousands dead, and slaughter thousands more, with gallow-glass axes as they blindly crept forth from the surf and jagged rocks to seek pity of their own creed. To meet that doom, Drake watched their sails go shriveling, till the last flicker of spars vanished as a skeleton leaf upon the blasts of winter, and there was naught but one wide wilderness of splendour and gloom under the northern clouds. Not unto us, cried Drake, not unto us, but unto him who made the sea belongs our England now. Pray God that heart and mind and soul we prove worthy among the nations of this hour and this great victory, whose ocean fame shall wash the world with thunder till that day when there is no more sea and the strong cliffs pass like a smoke and the last peal of it sounds through the trumpet so with close-hauled sails over the rolling triumph of the deep lifting their hearts to heaven they turned back home End of Book Twelve End of Drake by Alfred Noyes